everyone. Welcome back to the Epilogue Gamescast. My name is Ben Vollmer, and I'll be your host this week. With me today is Dakota Trammell, Marcos Carmona, and Blake Guthrie. It's good to see all three of you guys. We've got E3 coming up. Uh, just on a scale of 1 to 10, Blake, where where are you at in terms of hype levels? I'm trying to temper my hype uh, recently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like a 7 when, in all honesty, it's probably closer to a 9 or a 10. Okay, Dakota. Honestly, I'm feeling a little lukewarm. Ah, okay. So, solid. Any like, particular reason? I, I guess not. It's just I. It's just hard because it's all the games that most developers seem to have are very next generation console games, and we don't have a ton of information on the next gen consoles. Okay, that makes sense. We're in a weird crossover period. So, on a scale of one to ten, I'd say a solid. Well, I'll say seven. Okay, I'm Marcus? excited for Nintendo. Oh, yeah. That's about it. Dude, we're going to see Final Fantasy VII and uh, Kingdom Hearts shit. I'm at like a nine. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because we like know we're going to see those things. Yeah. So anybody who's really excited about those two, are they're going to be happy. Um, I'd say, I, you know what? I'm going to go lower. I'm at like a six. Um, E3 is like my jam every single year. I, I'm like a little worried that without Sony, it's going to feel like automatically worse you know like it, I, I don't know there's nintendo and microsoft would really have to step things up so um that I, that's kind of where i'm at i just had a six and we're going to talk about this later today we're talking about uh, on top of our news which we'll get to in a second uh, we will be making predictions and stuff for ea bethesda and microsoft and then in two weeks we'll be going through ubisoft square enix and Nintendo. Now, if Sony announces some state of play around that period of time, which some think they will, we'll make sure to talk about them as well. But as of right now, I'm pretty sure that there is nothing in the cards for Sony. So one thing I wanted to do this week was talk about our first memories of E3. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm going to have the, the ones that date furthest back. Get, this is weird because all four of us, I think outside of Marcos, maybe. So we'll we'll wait and see Marcos, uh, what Marcos has to say. But I think... I, we're all relatively new to following games. Like we're, it's interesting in that way. Like I know Dakota, you've been playing games for a long time. Uh, same with Marcos, but in terms of following games, like that is still pretty recent for me. Um, so Marcos, what was your first memory of E3? I'm thinking it was seeing the Final Fantasy 13 trailer back in like 2009. And that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, probably. I bet that's further back than me. Um, Dakota, what about you? It, that's real hard for me to say because it's I've always known about the existence of E three. I guess I. I don't want to say I didn't really care, but it's. I think when I was initially getting real invested, it's like I knew of it, but I was a a, a student at the time, so I would have been in school. When all the fun stuff was happening and then just didn't remember to look anything up afterwards. So it's like, oh, I really have like no vivid memories of E3. It's not something I've cherished. Even to last year? No. You don't remember? You don't remember? <laughs> well, when... I remember stuff, but that's not a first memory of E3. Sure it is. No, that's not. It's your most recent. If, if it's what you remembered. Yeah. Like, okay. I guess, but they're not fond. Wow. Okay. Blake. Right. 
she can go ahead and drop that down from a seven to like a four with <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Um, my earliest memory of E3 was last week when I got the question wrong about how long E3 had been. Um, wow. no, but seriously, probably last year is the first time I actually like made it a thing to watch it. Okay. Do you remember like what, uh, anything that stuck out from last year's press conferences? Um, Sony, everything to do with like the epic transition from the last of us to the, like just the awkward commentary, like everything God, to do it with was that. weird. And who could forget <laughs> Todd Howard? Um, 16 times the detail. I'm going to just reference that every single, <laughs> every single time. Uh, yeah. The, last year was weird. Last year was weird. Um, I, my first press conference, I remember uh, Sony talking about God of War three and it just, that, I think that followed up by Peter Molyneux talking about, I think it was fable three. Um, it may have been fable two. And for those who don't know, Peter Molyneux, who's not really in the games industry anymore, would always overpromise. So he was perfect for E3 because that's what E3 is. It's overpromising, it's overhyping and like I just it, it feels for me this is why I'm really surprised when I hear Dakota say this or like uh, for me E3 is really like gamers Christmas. Like you're just opening present after present and seeing what what it is that we're going to be enjoying in the future. So for me honestly I like this is one of my favorite times of the year and so i'm really disappointed when you know sony decides not to show up because i think they've always done a great job maybe sans last year um they've always been one of the big dogs at e3 and so for them to not be here it feels like you know it just it feels like we have this gaping hole um and we'll see because i do think i do think there's a chance that microsoft really steps up in their stead this year i think they know they have an opportunity um so we'll you know we'll see i i don't I don't know that Nintendo is going to go outside of their their normal uh, boundaries, but they they always do a great job too. So we'll we'll talk about everything in between um, when we get there. But now let's talk about some game trailers. Uh, Minecraft Earth, Blake, you were the one who thought this this would be something we should talk about. It took me a little bit, but I think I agree. Just because this does have sort of phenomenon potential, even though I don't know that it directly appeals to me. Uh, can you walk us through this trailer a little bit? Sure. So Minecraft Earth, as I understand it, is just kind of an extension of what Minecraft is into the AR or augmented reality sphere. Um, and it's kind of in the trailer, it's marketed as this thing that you can just kind of set up anywhere you have a flat surface. And there will be it It also a, a lot of the, the articles that I read, you know, kind of unpacking what Minecraft Earth would be. We're really comparing it to Pokemon Go, saying that Minecraft had kind of taken that step from gaming as a social sphere at home to like gaming as a social sphere in the real world. And that's kind of cool. I mean, Minecraft isn't anything that I'm super excited about, um, and I certainly won't be an early adopter of this, but I bet it will, like you say, have that kind of phenomenon potential. Yeah, and I, I think there's just, there's something... Uh... It's almost like at this point, Minecraft has earned its right that when it announces something, because it does so pretty infrequently for something as large as it is. We think about Fortnite. We have Fortnite announcements every other week. Um, Minecraft has been really tepid about growing um, from from what it, it really is. So I think that, you know, between that, we had the, the Telltale game. Um, we don't have a ton of Minecraft properties. And I think they've done a really good job of making sure that when they have something to put out, it's worth listening to because 
it's it's still huge. It's it's one of, if not the biggest video games of all time. Uh, and I think just last week they announced that they outsold Tetris, right? So Minecraft is officially the best-selling game of all time. Uh, and that's that's just unbelievable. So 10 years after its release, I think it, the 10-year anniversary just popped up. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we'll probably hear more about Minecraft soon. Um, that'll, that'll go in my Microsoft predictions. But uh, I think this has the potential to be really interesting i i don't know um that i have any thoughts beyond that as it does i'm not i'm not sure that this is uh right up my alley or anything i don't i didn't even really like the ar components of pokemon go like i like pokemon go but not the ar components so um marcos do you have any thoughts here no nah, man heck em. yeah you don't like minecraft what about you dakota my only problem with stuff like this is mm, it involves going outside, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I live in a desert. And all, when all this stuff ever releases, same thing with Pokemon Go, it's very, very hot. And it makes it unbearable to really act take part in a lot of this stuff because the summers here you don't go outside you don't spend time outside because heat waves constantly that's the only problem i ever have with stuff like this and also i'm kind of confused where they're they'll take it i don't know how you'll get resources because i'm invested in minecraft 100 percent. i just feel like there's not enough information in the trailer for me okay um i you know i was just thinking this we all live in really hot places so Blake and I are in Florida, Marcos in Texas, you in Las Vegas. Like these games are not developed for us <laughs> to, to go outside and explore. Although this one, I, I, I'm not positive, but like Blake said, I think should be a, you should be able to play this indoors. Um, just like you kind of can I mean, with Pokemon Go. You can play Pokemon Go indoors, yeah. but how fun is it? Right. I just, I just think you're on wimps with the temperature, because what about the people up north when it's winter? Are they going to be able to go outside and play it? Well, well I they prefer the colds. I you can put on more clothes than you can take off. Oh my god! It's and that's true. true. I can't run around the park naked. Playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I can run around a park in boots, two pairs of pants, and like a five snow jackets. Yeah, agreed. I'm with you. I do want to cap this off with one thought, though. Which, um, going back to Minecraft Earth specifically, like the the gameplay trailer really advertises people in closed spaces. Like the the kind of go outside your home thing is, is definitely part of it. But I, I view that kind of like single player versus multiplayer in other games. Like it feels like there's you can kind of be like a socially anxious person and also enjoy this. At least I hope. yeah, I got that feeling as well. So let's go ahead and and grade this trailer. Blake, we'll start with you. Um, what do you think? Um, I'll give it a B because I bet it excited a lot of people and it, it was interesting enough for me to see Minecraft take this step into AR. So yeah, I feel comfortable with a B. So B draws you closer to being interested in the product itself. You, yeah, you'd I, agree with that. Okay. I want to know more about it. I, it doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I'll give it like a B minus. Um, it didn't Minecraft, for me, there's like a lot of nostalgia behind Minecraft, and I just didn't feel like it tapped into that as well as like Pokemon Go did when the trailer first came out for that. I mean, do, do you guys remember that trailer? That was bonkers. Yeah, it was amazing. So like, I don't know that, and Minecraft, if anything, has a more like storied history for me in time, 
well probably not than pokemon but it's close like these are two of my my top ips of all time um so i don't know it didn't it, it, it i guess i would have never felt like i'd be interested in this kind of thing and it drew me a little closer so i'll stick with b minus um dakota what about you uh, speaking of my, I don't know why I, I was at Target, but they have Minecraft pops and they had a, a skeleton on fire. And I was like, man, Ben would love this thing, <laughs> but I'd give it, I'd give it a, I'm going to say a D. A D? Uh, seeing uh, like an Enderman standing at like a stop sign versus like a little horde of like gang of Pokemon is not as like nostalgic, I guess. Okay. And Marcos, I already know where this is going, but... You caught a pincer. No. Oh, you're playing Pokemon Go? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give it an F. Okay, so I just want to clarify. Marcos really loathes Minecraft, but on this grading scale, an F means that you had interest and it drove you away. So it, are, are we saying that there is a world where Marcos would have played a Minecraft Earth-type game and this trailer actually drove you away from it? Another interesting trailer from just this last week was John Wick Hex, which followed the release of the third John Wick film. Uh, this is really interesting to me. If there was ever going to be a John Wick game, I never would have thought it would look like this. Uh, so it's it's sort of a like cel-shaded... John Wick, almost XCOM-y, right? Like, I can't think of anything else to compare this to. Um, it There's a lot of, like, strategy elements. They're playing as John Wick. Uh, first, Blake, who makes, who who's involved in this development process? Well, Mike Bithell is kind of the project lead here, and he's the same person who made Thomas Was Alone and um, Volume and the Circular Games and so forth. So that's kind of interesting in itself, right? Because I... Again, I imagine if somebody were to make a John Wick game, it would be like this big AAA experience. But yeah. instead, we get this kind of like indie John Wick, and I'm I'm in for it. Uh, so we we get John Wick music. We even have um, oh gosh, what, uh, Red X. Uh, what's his first name? The the actor from John Wick. I can't think of his first name. Um, but it, it sounds like we get the, some voice acting from John Wick actors, um, and then the, this like cel shaded design, which is just. It's like the antithesis of everything I thought would would be in a John Wick game, <laughs> and that it's not. It doesn't even really. It, it feels gritty, but it probably shouldn't. Like they did a good job of making it feel gritty, but I don't know that it that kind of look normally does. It's almost like the I'm, I'm watching you play Wind Waker, Blake, and like you see the that cell shade, yeah, uh, that same art style. So it, it's a very short trailer. I think it's 59 seconds long. Uh, I, again, we'll link this stuff below, but very short right to the point and occasionally what happens is you'll you'll be controlling john wick and then it will pop up with a menu and then i think a percentage of how often the thing you're going to do will hit mm -hmm. so like do you want to shoot here do you want to roll in the cover uh you know like the various options it's, it's really much like xcom yes except it's a little more you're not going from like place to place from what i can tell like you can just stop running with john wick and then make that decision right i at least that's the impression I yeah, got. Yeah, it's like a kind of like super hot where it goes by motion. Yes. Yeah, more like super hot in that regard. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of like this. Um, I guess we can just jump right into the grades. There's not much else to get to. Uh, Marcus, what do you what do you think in here? Like a B. 
I, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll follow that up. I think I'll give it a, like a B plus. It's it, this is weird because I would have like pretty much no matter what I would have bought a John Wick game, but I'm just so like I'm so excited that they have this creative vision for it and they're just rolling with it. It, it feels like there's a lot of confidence in this. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about it. It is an Epic Game Store <laughs> exclusive, which is sure to make a lot of people upset. Uh, Dakota, what do you think? I would give it a. Uh, I'd probably give it a B. The art okay. style is real fun. Um, John Wick is a real interesting guy, but I've never seen a John Wick movie. <laughs> so I think fans of John Wick would definitely probably extra enjoy it. They would. The yeah, I just saw the third one. Oh, this is perfect timing. This this trailer dropped. Perfect timing. Blake, what do you think? All right, I have no idea what John Wick is about. I have never awesome. seen a John Wick film. I didn't even know there were multiple films until like this last week or whenever the last movie just released, and all of a sudden it's blown up all over my Twitter feed. So it's a very cult classic kind of a film. It is. It is very cult-y. mainstream cult classic. I only bring this up to give context for the fact that I've already purchased the game. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So, on the Epic Games Store, they went on their sale, which we'll talk about later, and this game, it was available for pre-order, and it went down to like 8 bucks instead of wow. like 20 or whatever. So oh, wow. it's already in my Holy... library waiting to be... What? Yeah. So, A. It, it motivated me from trailer to store. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna ask a really important question for oh us as the trailer graders oh boy how big of a role does it play that Bithel was involved in this oh. and they mention his name in the trailer blake because i've always kind of wondered how important it you know when they say like from director from producer whatever like mm-hmm. for you you're a big fan of his work so yeah. how did that grade into all of this well that's how i found out about the trailer and the game in the first place i follow him on twitter and that has a huge factor i trust pretty much anything he's he's going to do he's going to do it well and he's going to do it ethically um so i'm pretty happy about that cool all right yeah i assume keep in mind, I the director I, I don't know what you call it like a creative director i think oh. studios is running it so i i assume it's oh Mike okay yeah. okay i understand mm-hmm. um i it's it's interesting how games have tried to deviate from that. They don't have a director. They usually call it like a creative director or um, like a game designer or, you know, something like that. They, it's not uniform. Um, okay, so that'll do it for trailers. Again, it was kind of a thin week, but I thought particularly that John Wick Hex, that I, I watched it and I'll, you know, I was just like, I think this isn't going to be a big deal, but I certainly want it on more people's radar. So go check it out. We'll have the link in the in the description for the podcast. Um, okay, let's let's jump right into things. Marcos, um, this week, something really interesting happened. Sony and Microsoft, well, this, let, let's cap this off. Microsoft puts out an article on their website, on Microsoft's website. And it, the, the title of it is Sony and Microsoft to Explore Strategic Partnership. So... In in this is a bunch of in this article is real it's really difficult to parse out the details. But essentially what's happening is that Sony is borrowing or using or paying for uh Microsoft's Azure cloud service. So what do you think about this? What are the ramifications of this? Um moving forward, how does this impact things? It's basically just two the two big like video game. Uh, heads outside of Nintendo sharing their hidden secret tech with uh, the cloud thing, and it's just a—it's ba- basically their um, 
preparations against the Google Stadia and uh, what was the name of the Apple gaming service that they announced sometime oh, this yeah. year? Oh, yeah. Don't, I don't even remember the name of it. It was, yeah, not interesting to me. It was like so Apple Arcade or something. Yeah, yeah. When it when it was talk, a lot of people were talking about it. They were saying that it could be very harmful to the gaming uh, industry as a whole, which I don't know if I buy. So you, I don't think it's very. Big. Do you think this is what that's about? Is them sort yeah, of I think this working is, together to prevent that? Exactly what it is, because it's basically it's just cloud store. Like they're doing, they're working on their um, their their each internal um, streaming services. Like this is going to affect PlayStation Now and like PlayStation View, and this will affect Microsoft's streaming service that i believe is coming out or it has already come out i don't know do they have one the uh are you talking about their ar no 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 their own streaming service like their video game streaming service oh video game streaming service no not really um yeah, they do. like they, right? they have one already i'm pretty sure i, don't know if, like, I mean made a couple they have xbox game pass that's not a streaming service though like yeah, that's their, uh, like, they don't have one akin to what sony has yet they have not announced yeah. that yet I, I could be wrong, but they do have something where you can play like Microsoft games on your PC. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. Like, like that, it's not quite the same thing, but it's you can. They do have a service at which you can play on your like PC and stuff. So this is meta news because this literally broke this morning, but that's why I was indignant just now. Um, they just announced this thing called XCloud, um, and it has the technical yes. capability to stream more than thirty five hundred games. That's the um, okay. So it's coming. Yeah, which is not a surprise. Like I, I think everybody saw that this was sort of where the future of of games were headed, at least as an option. I really, really hope, as somebody who enjoys like having physical copies of things, and uh, you know, I like downloading my stuff and playing it at the highest possible quality. I do not want. I've done the streaming service thing, and I don't think it can ever physically be as good as you know the actual downloaded game so i'm okay with this being a thing i mean i like i like the idea of sony and microsoft partnering up i think you're right marcos this is right on the heels of that google stadia announcement i think microsoft and sony are like hey this is our territory (laughs) like stay out (laughs) stay out so um and microsoft has been working on this behind the scenes for a long time uh the azure cloud service is is supposedly still the best so a lot of companies use it not surprised to see that Sony is is moving in here. Um, I don't know. Do you think like some sort of information from their own infrastructure? But I'm not too sure what it was. It was like something about they were like really weird techie mumbo jumbo about like graphics and shit. Okay. But that was like their that was what they were offering to Microsoft in res, in response to them to Microsoft giving them the uh, whole. Cloud. And I assume a lot of money. But they don't. Oh, they're not yeah. going to talk about that. But I mean, like Microsoft I, is a much bigger um, company than Sony. I'd like to add a footnote here, which yeah. is that according to the PlayStation team, like the actual company PlayStation, which is a subsidiary of Sony, I, it's it's so easy to get those you know locked in together as the same. Um, they were reportedly surprised because this news released to the general public, and that was the first time they had ever heard of this. So um, apparently that whole team spent a couple days reassuring everyone that, you know, hey, this doesn't undermine our plans for the PlayStation 5 and blah, blah, blah. So um, I thought it was really bizarre that they wouldn't tell their own PlayStation team before releasing this. It is bizarre. Uh, And the only reason I can think for that to be the case is Microsoft was 
wanted to get out in front and be the good guy. Like it certainly comes across as being the good guy when you're like, Hey, we're giving this thing we're really famous for to our competitor. Right. Like it, it, it makes you sound pretty good, even though assuredly there's more details involved there. Um, so yeah, that is, that is kind of surprising. I, I, I wonder if maybe this won't affect games as much as we think. They did mention in the press release that it would affect Sony's like games service, but not how. So we'll see. Um, this is one of those things we'll look back on in five years and maybe say like, oh, that didn't play nearly as big of a role as we thought, at least in terms of public eye. So uh, yeah, so it, a, another interesting thing um, in regards to Sony is that this week, the Nintendo Switch, just two years after its release, has surpassed the total sales of the PlayStation 4 in Japan. Uh, Dakota, talk about this a little bit. What are what are like? How does this happen with this with the PlayStation 4 being so popular, and of course the Switch being out? I think in about half the amount of time that the PlayStation 4 has been total, how does the Switch surpass uh, a behemoth like the PlayStation 4? Uh, it's, that's definitely hard to say. And the article was a little bit hard to read because it was not in English. Yeah, it's, it's Famitsu. Uh, So I, I, it's like translated through various tweets. (laughs) That's how how I got the information. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, see, I just translated the article, (laughs) Uh, which is a a little, a little convoluted. (laughs) And so it was a little hard to get all of me. Obviously the idea is switch sold. More units than PlayStation Switch. I think this had. Oh God, these numbers still. I'm gonna assume over eight hundred thousand. Probably that sounds right. It's it's very very hard to tell because it's not broken up correctly. Right. Um. But it's about either way, uh, eight hundred thousand units, if not potentially more. PlayStation Four, uh, has had. 600,000, which is significantly less. I think what really is the kicker um, is it's not so much that uh, Japan loves mobile consoles, but I think it's that uh, Nintendo just has so many IPs that have just such massive followings, like just across the board. And they, it reaches out to just such a large audience, you know, from older generations who grew up with the N64, um, you know, still love breath of the wild on their switch. Kids still love their breath of the wild on the switch. It's, I think it's more so just that the switch has a lot more memorable IPs uh that are just super recognizable. A lot of people just really enjoy them versus Sony, not that they don't have any. Well, why do you think that's not the case in in the United States then? So like if that's if that's the reason, what is it that's differentiating the United States which the PlayStation 4 is still the best-selling console pretty easily um from the Nintendo Switch. Like what is it that has in so in in Japan that makes the switch more popular. And I, I think my inclination is to say that it has something to do with the mobility of the switch, but it could, I mean, like you said, there's like IPs like Splatoon, which are huge in Japan. And I don't know that Sony really has something like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like it's, 
I guess it could always be the mobility. I don't, I personally don't feel like it is. I feel like it does have to do with the IPs. Um, the Nintendo's just been around longer. It's been rooted in Japan. Not that Sony hasn't, but um, Nintendo's just had that firmer hold there, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, well, I think especially with the 3DS and stuff. But it, like to me, that has always been again because of because well, of the mobile. Like so, uh, now the Wii I, U is I was a horrible example. Way further back than just the- yeah, sure, like the SNES and and things like that. Um, yeah, but the 3DS notably sold ridiculously well in Japan, um, and still sells well in Japan. If I if I remember correctly, um, so I. It's just one of those things where, for me, like, there's got to be some tie in there with the Switch being mobile, the 3DS being mobile. I don't know. Um, I, I does anybody have like a good idea of how this works in Japan? I've always been under the impression that you know, with like the the train systems and the commute process, that this is just a, a more popular thing in Japan than it is in the United States. I, I think that plays a part. Yeah. But I feel like you could say the same thing still about the United States, though, because there's still a lot of places where people commute far distances and spend a lot of time commuting. Not so much by car, but, you know, even through public transit. Hmm. Well, I suppose in Japan, it's much more integral, like everybody for everything public transit commute. But I mean, kids on school buses in the U.S., I mean, in super populated metro areas, a lot of people take the bus, the train, whatever. Right. Blake, did you have some nad? Yeah, um, before I get to that thought, though, I, I want to at least footnote this with, um, so the this is from Forbes here. Um, in Japan, the between PlayStation 4 and Switch, um, uh, they had re- sold for the Switch 8 million and 42,166 units, and the PlayStation 4 had sold 8,047,754 units. Okay. Um, and they just recently updated it on the 29th and um, through the 12th. And so they, um, the Switch sold 83,000 to the concurrent uh, PlayStation 30,000, roughly speaking. So that's when it passed, over just over 8,100,000. Okay. So that was probably um, the number Dakota was taking a look at. Well, I just, okay. I, the fact that you were translating it, I was like, wait a second. And uh, so I, if I show you the trans, I, I mean, I'll link you the I number you. that I'm seeing. It's, uh, I totally believe you. Does it make sense? Um, <laughs> so I just had to hope maybe 800,000 was right. Yeah. Sure. So I anyway, that aside, uh, my thoughts on maybe why is it kind of boils down to a simple theory, and you can maybe dismiss this pretty easily, but I think Nintendo's always kind of been like the, um, they've always marketed their gaming systems as toys, and I don't think they've ever broken away from that. And the Switch especially feels like just like an, a nice, fun object that you can have and bring with you and do whatever. It's not necessarily even the mobility, it's just the fact that it like does a bunch of different things. Um, I mean, I can't think of the last time there's an analogy to be made with Microsoft or Sony with regards to like the Pokeball controller that they released for the Let's Go uh, series. Like, um, I I think that there's this inherent draw of like, it's just an object you want to own. In addition to everything that's been said about mobility and IPs, I think it's just kind of, it's an aesthetic thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that explanation quite a bit. Yeah. And I, for me, I've... I I just took to the IP idea because the article lists again it's real difficult to translate completely. Um it no compares PlayStation sales by game and how, how many oh. consoles these games sold specifically. These yes, I said that right. 
Um, and so while Days Gone sold, I hope this is right, 45,000-ish consoles, Switch has Smash Bros, Minecraft, Super Mario Bros, UD Lux, Mario Kart 8, Yoshi Craft World, Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee, Mario Party, Splatoon, and then Breath of the Wilds down at the bottom. And this is all... I'm not sure... I think this is just games in general that have, like, the tops games for each system that have sold the most consoles. Days Gone, I assume, is the biggest one for PlayStation, which... That would make no sense to which me. Which doesn't I make sense. that's true. I, 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 that would make That didn't make sense. Because uh, I'm not sure how, again, it, it's not natively in English. So I'm not exactly sure how it's rating it. Hmm. What the time frame it's going off of because again splatoon came out a long time ago i'm gonna go ahead but back it's up still number ninth or tenth on this but it's it's definitely saying you know how many this specific title sold of this console the numbers might not be off might be off i don't know the time frames that they're using but that's definitely what they're going off of in this article so that's why i figured it's an ip thing so the Days Gone thing, that might not sound intuitive to us in America, but it I was reading the other day that Days Gone beat God of War released in Japan. So that, I mean that makes sense to me, but it it wouldn't make sense to me that it would like beat out Monster Hunter, which has outsold Days Gone by like tenfold. Sure. In absolutely. the United States. Yeah. But this like is it, not it even outsold the game. It's how many consoles that this game has sold specifically, I think. So like pairing it with the consoles? Is I that... think so. Okay. I can't imagine anybody but a PS4. It is hard to no, imagine. But. Maybe people that already have Monster Hunter already had a PS4. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's hard to say. Literally, we the should, numbers we should don't say where they came from. We should probably ignore the Famitsu article, given that we <laughs> are having such a hard time. <laughs> but I, I apart, feel like but. it's an IP thing. And actually, you know, I'll back Blake on even like an aesthetic thing. Because when you look at the games that PlayStation, not that they don't have like a ton of RPGs, but Japan is a very... Aesthetic's not the right word, but like a very, everything has to be cute. Advertisements, cute. Everything has, like, it. it's just cute. That's how they sell stuff. Um, Kirby is sold on being cute, etc. Um, and a lot of Nintendo games are, are very, I guess maybe except for Smash Bros. But a lot of Nintendo games are, you know, just very cute, fun, light, happy. And Sony games tend to be... Not that they aren't, and not that they don't have those games. They're very kind of gritty, I guess. Dark. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll do. We'll we'll have a follow up next week, um, or the next episode. I'll I'll do a little more information or look up a little bit more information on this. Um, I I I just I think with the 3ds selling really well, it's hard for me to figure out what it was that like why did the 3ds sell so well and does that have a connection with the switch and maybe you're right maybe it doesn't um but but a lot of the connections that it could have with the switch could be very similar to you know it does have a lot of ips it does have sure. you know a lot of this a lot of it could correlate yeah it seems like it all kind of functions together but uh for a perfect storm in japan at least um because keep in mind this is outselling the playstation 4 in way way less time so i think that's the big the big thing is like it's not just outselling the the PlayStation 4 uh beat by beat it's just as a whole and given that it had like several less years so interesting um we'll we'll come back to that maybe next week and and have a, a little bit more uh 
under of an understanding as to as to why because assuredly there has to be some like some sort of data on why people are buying consoles so maybe we can figure that out um let's go ahead and just briefly touch on this blake i don't know how big of a story it is but do you want to tell tell us about the uh the epic game store their big sale and why developers are pulling their games from the store yeah, so let's start with the reason why this is newsworthy, um, at least in my opinion. I think the reason that this became such, like it, like nearly every news outlet was reporting on this and YouTube was reacting in all the various predictable ways is because everyone's looking for additional reasons to hate the Epic Games Store. And f- fair enough. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm a, necessarily a fan, although I did just buy my first game, that John Wick Hex game. But um, that being said, I thought that this was an interesting sale because Epic was the one eating the cost of it. So rather than, you know, with Steam sales, the developers, um, they they have direct say in whether they want to discount their games for a sale. And if so, how much of a percent they want to discount it. So the developer it retains full control over what the perceived value of their game is. And in this instance, Epic Games did not consult with any of these developers and, and just went ahead and said, Everything is, I think, what, 25% off? And plus everything $14.99 or above will get a $10 discount that we're going to pay for. And on paper, that sounds amazing because the developers get that $10 kickback out of Epic's pocket. Um, And yet, the reason this kind of became newsworthy comes down to two specific games withdrawing from from the sale. Like, why would you withdraw from a sale if you weren't losing that extra 10 bucks that Epic was promising? And those two games were... Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 which is not something that I've closely followed but I hear is very good and Oxygen Not Included which our friend Siminer plays on her stream all the time I'm very familiar with that game but um, so the idea I think ultimately like why would a publisher or publisher or a developer pull their game from a store sale and, and I think uh, even Borderlands 3 followed suit with this it's not included in the article here but they pulled theirs off from pre-order as well um, so Long story short, it's all about the perceived value of a game. If a customer sees a game goes on sale for 25% off, then they're going to expect that they can get that game at 25% off in the future. And so they're way less likely to actually purchase that game. Um, And every time you dip that sale a little bit lower, it lowers the perceived value of your game. Like, that's not an airtight argument, but it's definitely from a marketing perspective, something that you would want to have control over. And so for Epic Games not to go one by one to the like knocking on doors to publishers, um, it's a little bit ham fisted. So yeah. I think all things considered, I it's absurd that this became like a little mini controversy, but you know, I, I see why it's newsworthy. Yeah, I like the way when you put it that way. Um it, well, so the other interesting thing is a vampire the masquerade bloodlines too, it's not actually out yet. Yeah. So the the first one is out and it is a good game, but the 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 second one isn't out yet. So they're essentially putting a sale on on these games that haven't come out. So like you said, for uh, for Vampire the Masquerade, at, at this point, do you want your game on sale? Because then people are going to just wait for it to happen again, and they probably won't pre-order at the, at the same rate that they had before. I think that's fair. Like I, and to not consult the developer seems like, or, or the publisher, I guess, in this case, seems like a, a a pretty bad move on epic's part now again i've defended most of their actions like i i i understand the complaints um but and i i think ultimately it's good to not have uh for i think it's good for steam to have some sort of competition ultimately i think this will be good but 
I, I this just is such a weird thing that they put all these games on sale without consulting the publishers. Uh, because for them, and I think this is how Epic sees it as a whole, they are doing people good. They see it this way, and they I don't I don't think they understood the ramifications of of putting something like this on sale. Oxygen not included makes way less sense to me. This game has been out for a long time. I don't know why they would have pulled it. They, I know why. It's still but... it's still in early access. It hasn't been actually rolled out as a full stop oh, out that release makes sense. yet. So okay. it's a very similar situation. Got it. So two games then that have not been released. Um, yeah. yeah, and so, Borderlands, like I said, which yeah. comes out in the fall. They that they pulled that as well. <laughs> which is all that's also an Epic Games exclusive. So yeah. very odd. Um, just we'll see how these relationships are managed going forward. I'm very interested with all of the controversy that Borderlands three has gone through. I'm really surprised they decided to, to do something like this. Um, it just gets your name in the news again in ways you probably don't want it to. Okay. Um, so this is, this is a, an incredible story. This, uh, so this is from, uh, Cecilia Anastasio. Um, Shady numbers and bad business inside the esports bubble. This is from Kotaku. Really fascinating. It it will take you like an hour to read it. So just prepare. Um, I'm here to give you the cliff notes. Here's a, here's a quote from, from their main source, uh, Frank Fields, Corsair's sponsorship manager. So kind of like an, like an observer who's involved in esports, obviously Corsair, um, you know, they... Uh, they develop various PC peripheral items, um, including PCs. I think they, they also sell PCs. Uh, he, he said, I feel like esports is almost runs it, running a Ponzi scheme at this point. So that is kind of the context of this article. So let me explain just a little bit. Kotaku is reporting that a lot of the, uh, a, a lot of the esports is, is sort of running on this bravado that it could get to a certain point. You've probably heard this, Dakota. We've talked about this before. How esports like has almost because it says that it's exploding, we presume that it's going to explode. Like, oh man, did you hear about that twenty-five million dollar prize pool for Dota Two? Right? Like, we yeah. we hear that, and it's like, oh man, that's crazy. Esports must really be taking off. But apparently, these numbers are kind of a mirage. Uh, so one of the things that the article points out from a source is that esports teams regularly run at a deficit of over $1 million. So that's those, that's teams that maybe normally wouldn't be, uh, you know, like um, the cloud for uh, Counter-Strike, right? If, if we're talking about an esports team, you'd think they're pulling in money. Uh, all of a sudden, we're learning that that might not be the case. Now, this companies run at deficits all the time. So like the, the article points out that places like Twitter... Uh, I think they even mentioned Instagram. The oftentimes companies will run out of deficit, and as they build up infrastructure, so that it's just bigger, 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 and that's how esports is starting to feel. Except that we haven't gotten that payoff yet. Uh, so it's really interesting. Um, I think the the primary point of this article is that numbers are being inflated as a result. It's almost like salesmanship. It's it's them saying, "Hey, look, this is how well we're doing." Why don't you invest in our infrastructure? Then people invest in the infrastructure. We've seen people, celebrities like Shaq, uh, invest in esports teams. It's it's very glitzy and and popular. Uh, so I did want to just 
I don't want to spend too much time on this article, but Marcos, you're a big fan of the fighting game community. You're a part of the fighting game community. Yes. Uh, and I've always had conversations with you that it's odd to me that the fighting game community has such small prize pools in relation to things like Dota, Counter-Strike, even though when you look at things like Evo, the the viewership is pretty close to being the same, right? Like, if not, sometimes better. So I'm starting to wonder if because the fighting game community isn't older in general, maybe they're, they have avoided this whole thing where, like, there is no masquerading going on. It's just the, the fighting game is, community is what it is. The prize pools have been relatively low because that's what they can afford. And they're not trying to blow up in the same way that like, you know, first person shooter uh, esports have been. Um, Do you think there's any truth to that? I think there's a bit like East um, in regards to the FGC, like it hasn't not since like Evo of 2005, it started actually getting big, like during the Daigo Perry, Evo moment 37, everybody knows that shit. And it's always been grassroots. And only recently, like in 2010, did companies like Capcom, SNK, um, Deep Silver, did they actually start act- helping um, these events happen? Like they actually started funding these things. Like Capcom still now has their Capcom Pro Tour. NetherRealm Studios has their Mortal Kombat League, et cetera, et cetera, Tekken World Tour. And um, it's still not, like, the only fighting game that I'm aware of that actually has some bit of an actual commercial esports um, persona is Capcom with like thing they show up on like ESPN and stuff like that. So I wonder then if if moving forward we won't see the prize pools scaled back after this this kind of article. I saw a lot of casters that I follow um, like Golden Boy like they they're kind of talking about like what would happen if esports just goes away. Like it's it feels like this is unsustainable and this article really does a good job of conveying why it's unsustainable. Um I guess we'll see in 5 years. I mean Dakota you and I were talking about when we were prepping this podcast a couple of months ago. We talked about having like why are esports blowing up? That was going to be we were going to cover that in an entire episode. Like, what, what is the functionality of esports? Why are they doing so well? And I'm glad we didn't, because in hindsight, there's no really good reason, at least not yet. Um, like, that that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, And honestly, that makes, you know, sense that maybe esports aren't doing too well when you see uh, Blizzard's essentially esports stuff tanking. They tanked pretty quickly and pretty hard. Yeah, I forgot about that. So just what that, that was like even, three months ago, right? I'd say it was a little bit longer ago, but it longer long yeah. But it's it's still kind of an ongoing thing. Cause Blizzard's yeah. trying to pretty to stay uh stay up and Yeah, I, I it's either way, like it is indicative of a larger problem. And we probably just weren't I don't know, attuned to this. I'm glad somebody started asking this question because for me, like I want esports to succeed. I think it's a great idea. I I love the idea of having big arenas filled up with people, you know, watching really really good players compete at their favorite games. I love that idea. I just, you know, there there was a lot of controversy this week between um, I I think that the guy's name is uh, Tifu. He plays Fortnite. Did you see this, Blake? 
um, well, I think it's interesting. Uh, so there was uh, his his manager, I guess, or like the he he played for Phase, uh, and then the the manager Phase Banks. They all have silly names, so it's hard for me to take this seriously. But like, it, it's funny to me when Ninja is like the most serious, <laughs> the serious sounding name. Um, but like Tifu was upset because he got locked into this horrible contract that didn't make sense. It, it just, the whole thing is like, it feels very gross and, you know, cars, you know, like somebody is selling cars to these really talented players. And then the talented players who obviously aren't, you know, oftentimes they're just 18, 19 years old, um, don't have a support system around them to sign contracts that are, uh, thorough and, representative of what the player is probably owed and so now we're we're starting to get to that breaking point where people are like wait a second what did i sign um and i think that was um sort of what happened with this this tfu situation which is also interesting but i don't feel prepared to have the conversation blake unless you know more about it than than i do i know way too much about this but i don't want to talk about it <laughs> okay yeah, fair <laughs> enough <laughs> um so yeah that again i i kind of wanted to close that conversation out it's it is a this is going to be a thing and in a month we'll return to this conversation and it's going to be a lot bigger than it is now like this just happened yesterday people were talking about it but there's not a whole lot to gather like what the actual facts are will will start coming to light is coming to light but uh not not quite yet so kataku did a great job of reporting here but it's still just a, a handful of people inside of the esports community saying like, hey, this may not actually be able to sustain itself. So we'll see. So I do, you know what? There is something I saw. We, we, we're coming back from a little break. I saw that the newest Call of Duty game is going to be called what, Blake? Take oh, a guess. no. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It is. How weird is that? I retweeted earlier today. It should be uh, post-modern warfare, you cowards. <laughs> it should have been post-modern warfare. Yeah, so... I don't know. Probably not not worthy of a news discussion, but still very interesting. Um, funny what happens while we're recording. Although I guess that was this morning, and I wasn't paying attention to Twitter. Uh, let's talk about our Patreon member of the month. How's my audio? Uh, audio's favorite game of all time is Star Ocean till the end of time. Uh, his favorite genre is JRPGs. His least favorite game of all time is Five Nights at Freddy's. His least favorite genre is MMORPGs. His favorite color is yellow. You know, I, I we, we finished recording this last week. You guys, you guys really dislike the color yellow. Boo! It's the opposite of my favorite color, purple. Is it the opposite? I guess yeah, so. On the color wheel. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? What did yes. you just say? Purple's the opposite of yellow on the color wheel. Yeah, he's oh, right. Oh, I thought he's you right. said I thought you said orange, and I was really confused. No, okay. I orange okay. is my favorite color, which is why I like yellow. But listen, Blake, here, if you put yellow next to purple it looks pretty cool yeah but no, it doesn't. definitely what's making the yellow look cool. LA or, or it could be the opposite my favorite color is green apparently the opposite of pink is green all right um his <laughs> how's my audience's favorite movie is jurassic park what do you guys think of the new jurassic park movies didn't watch Never it saw them. didn't watch it what is wrong with you marcus <laughs> you watched it no i didn't right? the jurassic world movies what did you think marcus oh, i didn't see them I think they're pretty good. I, they're they're super campy. I, I like all the Jurassic Park stuff. I never watched any other movies. Uh, 
Could we talk about how's my audio's favorite food, though, which is cheese? We now talked about something. that last time. We did talk oh. about it, but listen, Okay, but I didn't talk about good. my favorite cheese. What's your favorite oh. cheese? I don't know. Right now, I'm real obsessed with a, a good sharp cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> you were so impassioned, and then as soon as he asked you, you were like, I don't like, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard uh, to... Oh, you know what? Goat cheese has been really good, too, recently. I do not like goat cheese. I've been oh, kind of into God. goat cheese and feta. Bad take. Feta is oh. amazing. Feta's good. Goat cheese feta is, is good. amazing. Don't you dare compare feta to goat cheese. They're pretty is similar in texture. No. Monsters. Fe- Dude, I won't. feta cheese nope, is goat cheese. We're, we're passing over this. It's not. <laughs> no, I'm Googling this. I don't believe you. Uh, straight up. Straight up. Get, goat cheese is feta cheese. It, it's not. Uh, audio's game that he's looking forward to the most is Link's Awakening Remaster. Audio streams over at twitch.tv slash how's my audio. Go subscribe for the best facial reactions and epic fails. Audio, thanks for being a platinum tier member of the Epilogue uh, Epilogue Gaming Patreon account. You can go check us out at Epilogue. Uh, actually, it's patreon.com slash Epilogue Gaming. Um, go take a look. For a dollar, you can support us. It means a lot. You get a lot of uh, cool rewards just, just for one dollar a month. So... Do you want to know the difference between feta cheese and goat cheese? I, well, now I do. Take a, take a guess of what the animal for feta cheese is. It's not a goat. I was wrong. Oh, yes. Thank goodness. Um, sheep. Sheep. It is a sheep. It is a sheep. Yeah, yes. which makes sense because Mediterranean food. Okay. What does that even mean? Right, Rams, but I mean, it's not a cow. And so in some ways I'm right. What no! Oh, you're not right at all. That's not how people <laughs> What does that mean? So let's do a little trivia this week. Uh, with all the talk about esports, I pulled an old question from one of our listeners. This is from Jared Skywookie. Many famous franchises have dabbled in competitive play before. Can you spot the one that didn't? I'm going to list off five answers. Uh, and if all of you get it wrong, I get a point. If one of you gets it right, you get a point. So let's start off. A, Doom. B, Marvel vs. Capcom. C, World of Tanks. D, Poyo Poyo. Or E, Medal of Honor. Again, we are looking for the game that did not have a competitive esports league. Dakota, let's start with you. I'm gonna go with Doom. Okay, Marcos? Yeah, I'm also going with Doom. Okay, Blake? What the hell is Poyo Poyo? It's like a Tetris type game. Give me a week or two, you'll read all about it. (laughs) Yeah, we have a review coming about the newest Poyo Poyo. And I've also never heard of World of Tanks. Is there many? That's a mobile game, right? No, it's a. Uh, I'm not not helping you. Okay, boom. World of Tanks. That's my pick. It was Medal of Honor. All of oh, you are wrong. God damn For it! Two weeks in a row. I get another point. How do you yeah. have competitive Doom? It's a single player game. They they had one on one leagues. Um, I I looked this up. It's actually pretty neat. So they had one on one leagues. Uh, they had multiplayer. Like Doom has over the course of like its history has had various like mods and stuff and it actually has a pretty like substantial following um i don't know in regards to like the very first doom i don't know that it was like a game mode in there but they had doom has always had esports i think it still does um yeah crazy all right cool i get another point you guys are gonna have another chance to make it up as a team hey what's what even is medal of honor never heard of it what it's the EA game we're gonna be talking we're going to be talking about EA right now, actually. So uh, let's talk about E3, because we only have about a month left before it starts. Not even. I think, oh, what, like, like two, two and a half weeks? Yeah. About. 
So we're closing in. We're going to talk about EA, Bethesda, and Microsoft today. Uh, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to just generally talk about the press conference. Then we're going to break out some predictions. And then we'll each take one hot take. Uh, so uh, just a totally off-the-wall prediction. And we'll see what comes true. And obviously, what doesn't. And then we'll talk about our expected grades. So EA is a little weird. This is why we're starting off with EA. They're not doing a press conference this year which is the first time in a long time. Uh, instead, on Saturday, June 8th, they're going to be breaking out a lot of uh, separate, smaller videos um, from what they've said. So almost direct style, but I think they're even going to release the videos at various times during the day. They have not been clear about that, but still, there should be some announcements. They will be talking about stuff. Almost certainly, we're going to get some Star Wars footage, um, You know, whether it's Battlefront 3, which we don't have confirmed, or the, uh, the new... Um, Jedi uh, Fallen Order is it Jedi Fallen Order I think um, that we're uh, more of Respawn's Star Wars game so Blake do you have any just like what is the general expectation from EA uh, obviously the expectation should probably be pretty low do you have any feelings about things that you know that we're going to see on that Saturday I don't specifically and anyone who knows thoughts with EA knows that I'm I'm probably one of the most cynical people about that company. Um, I'm hesitantly excited for the Jedi Fallen Order stuff. If I just really want to see gameplay footage. Like one of the reasons that I scored the trailer low last time we recorded is because we didn't get any of that. And right. they promised to show more. I hope that we really get a substantial look into that. That would be enough to satisfy me just in general. Do you think we will get that? No, but I kind of think they have to. Like, in, in a sense, because the game is coming out. It has a release date this year in the fall. If they're not far enough in the, in the development process to where they could comfortably and confidently show gameplay, then this is, it's going to tank. And I, I still am cynical enough about EA to say, no, I don't really think we'll get much. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Dakota, is there anything that you just know we're going to see from EA on that Saturday? Madden, only because you always see Madden. At EA from EA, you're in a very sing-songy mood today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to talk except that way. I do the same thing on voicemails at work. Okay, all right. So it's just translating. Um, um yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it, it certainly but has brightened up my day. I will say, I will say that I'm actually kind of excited. I, I'm not an EA fan, but I'm kind of excited for their presentation just because it's not a presentation. Okay. So I feel like their conferences are, yeah, I think their conferences are usually very blah, very boring, and very bland. So I feel like just a showing of clips, I'm kind of excited just to see something straight to the point, simple. They don't have an esports player, a professional football player, Shaq on the stage. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Shaq is an all-in-one. He's involved in esports. <laughs> He's a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, cool. Shaq. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with you, Dakota. Marcos, do you have any uh, extended thoughts on on like what you really expect to see? I expect to see the uh, new Dragon Age game. Okay, so th you expect you expect yeah, to see I that? Not even like it to be a thing. Okay. All right. Cool. We got the uh, so year. I figured they'd have something more this year. Well, I think the first time they actually showed off Dragon Age stuff was at the Game Awards this year. I could be wrong, but I think that was the first time. I think that was the first I, time we got that. I think we're also believe so. 
not that that makes Marcos wrong. <laughs> like it's been six months, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I, I'm like 50, 50 on that. I, they, they've made a big deal out of being, uh, of moving on from Anthem and focusing on Dragon Age four. Like there's been all kinds of news stories about that. So, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, Marcos. Uh, Blake, do you have any, like, you know what? Let's let's for EA. Let's kind of jump right into this. Uh, do you have any like kind of off the wall predictions for for EA? Um, anything that you just really want to see? Not necessarily. I mean, I it would be unsurprising to me if they didn't announce any new IPs or anything. But I think that that's really what the company needs if they're going to keep generating the interest that they're looking for. Right. Um, that being said, you know what would be a great hot take in my opinion is if yeah. they finally announced that Anthem was free to play. I really I want that to be the yeah. biggest negative crowd reaction in, in gaming <laughs> history. So oh, that's my so hot take. To spend sixty bucks on a free game. I think that would make sense for them. To be honest, I think it would make a lot of sense. We'll that see. would maybe redeem the game in in the long run. Oh. But like the people who bought the game at full price, like Marcos, would be forever spurned more than they already are. Yeah. I just want that. <laughs> you want that? <laughs> I don't want that for you, Marcos. I want that for the meme. I disagree with a lot of this, but yeah, we'll we'll save this for a different different conversation. Marcos, uh, anything that you just really want to see uh, out of out of EA this this E three Mass Effect. In what regard would you like to see Mass Effect? It's hard to choose between Andromeda two and a remake of the trilogy. Why not both? Oh, dude, if we got we're going both, full hot take, baby. Ooh. Oh my god. If my, if Mass Effect Andromeda 2 came with a remake of the trilogy, that would be something. I'd pay $200 for that. Easy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Dakota, do you have anything that you really want to see out of EA? You know what? I kind of want to see something Dragon Age related. So Dragon Age 4, I guess. Yeah, I don't know nothing about it. Just well, what about like Dragon Age Origins remake? That that almost makes sense. That game I has might, not aged. I well. might actually be invested because I, much as I want to get into the Dragon Age series, and that's not a game that you can just hop into. Unfortunately, I would love to see a Dragon Age Origins remake because that is actually an awful game to play. I tried so hard. I really just can't do it. It's it has not aged well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll go a little off the wall here. I, as much as I'd love to see some Mass Effect, um, just like Marco said, I think I'm more. I would be much more excited for either a reboot or a uh, a remastered trilogy. I I don't want to see Andromeda two. I just they won't do it. I know they're not going to do it. I just don't want to see it. Sorry, Marcos. You can't say that you don't want Andromeda two without having played Andromeda. I can I can still say that. I'm allowed. Uh, <laughs> I I want to see Mirror's Edge. I'm worried oh, that they they terrible. they. Terrible take. What? I like that take. I like that take. How is that a terrible take? Who dislikes Mirror's Edge? Terrible, dude. Just in regards to Mirror's Edge, Mirror's Edge Two wasn't great, but I want—I really do want to see a return to form. Like, give me a Mirror's Edge game that is is beloved by everyone, or at least has you know, like it had a really strong cult following. At least appeal to that group. Um, I I think that for me. I I I would really I don't know I probably put the order of Mass Effect remastered then drag I want Dragon Age 4 obviously uh and then probably Mirror's Edge. I in terms of like Star Wars footage I think that's what most of this is going to be about so I can't get myself excited 
I, I don't think it's like a, a hot take to say like, just like Blake said, they, they have to show that game. They have to. So I don't know. I want them to take their time, but also, sorry, EA, you, you've got to show something. Let's give an expected grade. So just to, for evaluation purposes, F being a really bad conference, nothing to do with expectations or anything, just F being a bad conference, A being a good conference, you know, great conference. Um, Blake, where where are we expected for EA here? I'm going to try and put my own cynicism on the table before I grade this. Um, I think in terms of just quality of conference, if it's going to be this straight streamed thing, if if they kind of mimic what, you know, Nintendo directs and state of plays and so forth have done, um, I think that I'll end up with like a, maybe a low C, but my, my gut wants to go just straight F or, you know, but I'll, I'll give them a chance, probably a good, like a solid low C. Okay. What about you, Dakota? I'm going to, you know what? I'm feeling, I'm usually not feeling optimistic for EA. I'm a huge EA hater, I suppose. Um, but you know what? I'm, I, I feel kind of hopeful for this streamlined content. I don't have to watch them be on stage. So I'm going to give them a B. Okay. Slightly above average. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll come back and grade all of these after the after the conferences. Um, Marcos, what do you think? Probably a C. A C? Okay. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'm the EA stand. Uh, if there has ever been an EA stand, then I am one. True. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go D. I just don't expect much. I, I expect them to disappoint me. I like I just expect that at this point. I think they'll show off Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and that'll look good, and I'll be excited. But they. I mean, they don't have a press conference this go around. They're just delivering this footage out. I don't know what to expect. Dang. I'm with Dakota. I think that could be a good change. It could be a good change. I Guess. don't think it will be. Wow. Uh, I'm on the opposite end of the stick here. Yeah. Dude, yep. this is I so know. surprising. Like half the reason I didn't instantly go F is because I was like, Ben's going to get upset with me because it's unfair. And <laughs> D, uh, yeah, D, I'm going to D. In a world where Dakota's going to be right and you. it's going to be decent. I, I hope you're. I listen. I hope nothing more than to to come around and be like, you know what, EA delivered finally. All right, let's move on to Bethesda. Um, some easy guesses here. I just want to, you know, predicate this conversation with them saying that there would not be Elder Scrolls Six. They could be, you know, totally baiting people. It it wouldn't be beyond Bethesda to do something like that. But the old Bethesda bait. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> again. Like I say this every year with Bethesda, what what on earth are they going to have a press conference about? They have Doom coming out, they have Wolfenstein, but we've already seen those. Is that enough to carry a press conference? Probably not. They, I think they even said Starfield probably won't be there. So, yep. What what are the expectations here, Blake? Oh man, Bethesda broke my heart last year. Um, it was an ongoing, like I, I started seeing the text that they were cheating on me and then I, I was in denial. And then all of a sudden, you know, I came home one day and I, I saw my lover in bed with another and I, <laughs> I've never it was been me. able to I me. <laughs> I mean, technically that's true. No, but I, I, I can never trust Bethesda again. I just, I, nothing, nothing from me. Oh, okay. Boy. All right, Dakota, come on, give us something. Oh, I am really, really hoping that maybe we'll see something from a. Oh God damn it! I just Arcane. blanked on their. Yep, thank you. I almost said Arkham, and I'm like, I I, I do that all the time Arkham. too. Yeah. I, I hope Arcane has like something either new to show, 
I hope they have something new to show. I can't even say I want to see more. I know they did Prey Moon whatever last year, if not last year, recently. Did you never play that? Because you loved Prey. Yeah, I never actually played that. But I just thought, I never played it because I thought it was just like an expansion on what they had. Which I think is. I didn't touch it. Yeah. But um, I don't want new Dishonored stuff as much as I love Dishonored. I feel like they're sucking the capitalism matite dry there <laughs> this is our best worst <laughs> podcast of all time <laughs> but uh i really hope they come out with something new because i love arcane okay I, I i want dishonored three come on dakota i don't i want dishonored it Dishonored two wasn't as good and then death of the outsider was meh marcus what do you what are you hoping for what am i hoping for what am i expecting what are you expecting i'm expecting doom eternal that's doom the eternal? Thing i'm really i really care about Okay. That I know is coming from Bethesda. And you just want lots see, of like, gameplay a, footage? Yeah, I want to see more about that whole player versus player thing they showed off. In the Oh yeah, I kind of forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, like they had like some of the monsters had like other player tags on them. I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Um I think I think it's a safe bet to say we'll get more Doom yeah. this this go around, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't really have any easy guesses. I, I think for me, we might as well hop right to the hot takes because I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> if I have an easy guess, it's that Todd Howard will be back on that stage, even that though I think that's a bad idea. Gremlin. I think it's a bad idea. I've talked about this before. I think Todd Howard is not the guy you want to put on stage when you're when you know your company doesn't have the uh, best public perception. I think People he's a good guy. Toddy. That well, yeah, they love when when Bethesda is printing good games. They love Todd Howard when. They're not doing that. They hate Todd Howard. And what are they doing right now? Bad games. They've they've released a handful of bad games just recently, or games at least that weren't super well received. If you if you count Elder Scrolls Blades, which tanked, are we? Can we not count that? I agree. If we cannot count that, I won't. No, uh, dude, that totally counts. Fallout Four, uh, people didn't like. I liked Fallout Four, but. For the most part, people in like also Fallout like 4. bad games. So, well, to be fair to Fallout Four, there's a lot that's redeemable in it. There's also oh, yeah. a lot that's meh. Um, I, I enjoyed my time in Fallout Four, yeah. even though uh, they they had Fallout Fallout Four, and then they obviously Fallout seventy six. Woof, woof. Fallout seventy six. That's still fresh in everybody's mind. Bethesda really, really, really uh, hurting right now. I, I in terms of public perception. So. My feeling on it would have been have them roll out this beautiful looking Elder Scrolls demo or something like that. They aren't going to do that. Instead, my easy prediction is we get at least one remaster. It'll be Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, or uh, Oblivion or Morrowind. So as much as I'd be in for that, I think that's even a risky move on their part, given all of the hate about the uh, Elder Scrolls, you know, Skyrim remakes like that you're you're really putting yourself out there okay so let's get some hot takes uh we'll start with you marcos do you have anything in particular you'd like Dai to predict Katana. i so you've said this we've done this podcast for two years this is the second year in a row you've said day katana <laughs> what what even is that why would you care uh and why would bethesda have motivation to to put something like that out Dai Katana is like this was when Doom was at its high. John Romero was like, I want to make the best game in the world, the biggest action sequences, like everything the works. Like, I want to be Matrix and Star Wars all at one. 
and the thought was cool like i think there was a uh there was the uh advertisement they ran in a maxim magazine where like it it was like it was just a big green paper and all the only text was dakatana will suck your dick or some shit like that and is I that real that i think that's real are I'm we gonna have a fact like check that. that says that wasn't real no this is real i'm gonna look this up. i'm pretty sure this is real okay all right, Look but that's your hot take. It's that... software maxim advertisement. This is I'm pretty sure that's real. Okay. All right, fair yeah, enough. It'd be funny. It'd be hilarious if Dakotana came back. All right. Dakota, that uh, that is certainly a hot take, Marcos. Dakota, what uh what are you thinking? Honestly, all I can think of is how I want Arcane to make a game. So what's your hot take there? Like is it a new IP? Uh, yes. Is, new yeah? IP. I would okay. love a new IP from them. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Blake, what do you think? Do we know how long this press conference is going to be from Bethesda? I know. Uh, it, that's a good question. Evening. It's usually an hour. An I hour? think. Yeah. Okay. My, my hot take is that this press conference is one hour of Todd Howard apologizing for Fallout 76. Do you think they'll mention Fallout 76? You, you, yep. They you will. They will. Do on, they're going to do it in like some cheesy, like self deprecating way where I'm not sure it's going to land well, but. Especially because you know, they're still updating that game. They must the mention it. They're fools if they it. don't. You found it, Marcos? Yeah, I was I was wrong. It says John Romero uh, is about to make you his bitch. Suck John Romero is about to make you his bitch. That's the yeah, that's the advertisement. Okay. That's that's not really close to what you were saying, but it it's along the same lines. There. Yeah, it's there. Okay. Um I guess I'll I'll say, I'll go out on a limb here and say that we actually do get the announcement of something new Fallout related. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they'll do this, but I think they've got that stupid engine there and now would be a perfect time to give people that spinoff game that they've wanted. This is super hot takey. It's right off the the cusp of Fallout 76. Like I said, hot take. Um, My other hot take would be if I had one that they'll show Elder Scrolls 6. That, that really, they that whole time, even though they said they're not going to, that they'll show that, or Starfield. I just don't know what else you fill an hour in with. Maybe Blake's right. Maybe they spend a ton of time... They're going to have another concert. Uh, yeah, the concert from last year. Maybe they spend a lot of time, you know, uh, apologizing for Fallout 76. Maybe they spend... Maybe they announce a Fallout 76 Battle Royale that nobody gives a shit about. Oh, Maybe they do that. Gives a shit. I know exactly one person that gives a shit about that. I know. I made a bet with somebody just to inform listeners. I said I'd, I'd pay somebody $50 if they made a Fallout Battle Royale. I don't think that really counts if it's like a smaller mode, but, you know, we'll hold off on that. Blake, what's up? One thing I wanted to add is that um, though I picked this as a hot take about apologizing for Fallout 76 for literally an hour, like that, I don't think that that would ever happen in 26 simulations of the universe. But if that happens, <laughs> imagine the goodwill that that would garner with gamers. Like they, this is a company that that fell from grace. Essentially, I grew up on Bethesda games. Not, I mean, not just you know the classic Skyrim, you know, but it's. It's one of those things where they kept on fumbling with it, and they, their PR team has been so consistently negligent and silent. And I, I just think, you know, if they even spend five minutes in this press conference, not just boasting, but actually, you know, 
palliating some of the wounds that they've opened, that might be something that um, causes a couple people to, to change their minds about the company as a whole. You know what, Blake? I really, I love that explanation. I hope they do that now. I'm rooting for that. Like, even if it's just a couple sentences or, you know, just a little time dedicated to say, we know we screwed up. That's it. I want to hear them say that. That would make me feel better. It would make me feel better too. As somebody who purchased Fallout 76, good Lord. Uh, it would make <laughs> me feel better. So um, let's let's go for expected grades. I'm not thinking we're too high on Bethesda, but maybe I'm wrong. Blake, kick us off. F. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it, he really doesn't think we'll get that apology. I don't Dakota. think we're getting anything good. F. All right. Okay. I I guess my score isn't high. But I think Bethesda always has fun, and they always know how to have a good, fun time. I'm going to give them a C. Okay. Marcos, what are you thinking? I don't want to give them a C because I give a, I gave EA a C, so I'm, I'm probably going to go B because I'm actually looking forward to seeing more Doom. Okay. All right. Um, oh, this is so tough for me. I really love Bethesda. Like Blake said, I, I kind of grew up with these games like that. Fallout New Vegas, um, and I even went back and played Fallout 1, Fallout 2. I fell in love with that franchise. Um, just like Dakota, I love Arcane. I love Dishonored. Um, I Man alive, do I, would I... I would give everything for an A conference here. I'm thinking F. Uh, I, I'm going straight down this hole with Blake. This no. gaping hole. <laughs> that makes me feel like like I influenced you here on this. Path. No, you didn't. You didn't. If anything, you almost picked me up from this by because I think there's a small chance that they get on stage and they do that, and that would automatically, if they just like spent a little time talking about how they know they need to improve, I would I would be happy. That's an if, automatic D or or higher, probably C or higher. Okay, but, so I agree. If if they yeah. do that one thing, that moves the conference, my expectations, at least two letter grades. I agree. Yes, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I, But I don't think they'll do that. And I don't think they'll talk about games that they haven't already talked about. And in fact, I think they will do something like announce a Battle Royale mode for Fallout 76 that is just to a totally tone-deaf move. Like, it's the most tone deaf thing that they could possibly do. So that's why they'll do it. And I, I just, I hate being the cynical person. You guys know I, I try really hard with these companies that I, I have a lot of respect for, but I just, nope, it's not going to happen. Um, let's move on to something I am more optimistic about. Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, they, they are presenting before Bethesda. So this is really the first press conference of the, uh, of E3. And it's also going to be the longest. Um, they said it's their biggest one ever. And given that they've done hour and a half presentations before, I presume it's somewhere just shy of two hours. Uh, there's a lot to get to with Microsoft here. So let me kick things off. I'm going to ask you guys a simple question. Does Microsoft show off the next box at their press conference? Marcos? Yeah. Okay. Dakota? Yeah, of course. I'm a, I, if, if not, I'll be disappointed. Uh, Blake, what are you thinking? Yep. So here's how I think things start. I think they announce the next box. That's the first thing they do on stage because you can't announce these games and then like sort of spoil the surprise, right? Like you can't have something from Compulsion, which is the We Happy Few company that they bought. Uh, you can't have the oh, we'll we'll, we'll save that because it's 
such a fascinating thing that we haven't talked about yet. Um, but like they they can't show off these games and then be like, oh, these are all for our new console, right? They can't do it in that order. I, I does that, does everybody agree with that? Like they have to do the console first and then games later. Yeah. So I, I think we'll probably start off with the console. So okay, that's our that if we all agree that that's going to happen, we can just the rest of this conversation will be uh, based on the knowledge that they've already announced the next box. Okay. So from there, in terms of software, Marcos, do you have any guesses as to what you think we'll see, or what? I guess what you know we'll see from Microsoft. What I know will we'll, uh, Halo Infinite. I think yeah. is a pretty easy guess. Okay. Um, Gears Five. I'm always confused on the probably. Order. Yeah. Um, okay, so two two easy ones for them. What about Forza? Probably Forza. Yeah, Forza. Uh, they always have something to show. This this would be the time for Forza Six, right? I think. Um. So uh, there's no way they release a new Xbox console without Forza on it. Zero chance. It's a great showcase for them in terms of like graphic, uh, graphics, sound design, all of that. Um, Dakota, any like easy predictions for Microsoft's end? Um, I don't. God, I hope they have like an IP or something. I don't know. Microsoft is just always so disappointing to me. Wow, even last, even last, well, E3, their last E3, I think a lot of people considered that they they were one of the winners, but that was when they announced all the, uh, you know, they were talking about all the companies that they had purchased and stuff like that. So my guess I, is that we we hear from a lot of those companies. So um, like Playground, I think it's Playground, which is the, the Forza Horizon developers are working on an RPG. So I think we'll hear from that. I think we'll hear from the compulsion, the we happy few. Uh, Blake, it, what are you thinking here? I think the two things that I would like to see uh, that are also likely are an Ori and the Will of the Wisps release date, as well as the release date for Cuphead's DLC. Yeah, both of those seem likely. Do you think there's a chance we'll get shadow drops for either of those? Both of them are getting shadow drops. No, I don't no. think that I don't. If if either of those, definitely Cuphead is the is the likelier. But um, no, I think that that's just, they're going to be a little more methodical with pushing those okay nonsense i i'm I'm thinking maybe a shadow drop they like doing that i'll tell you now i would be the happiest person in this in this podcast right now if they shadow dropped but i doubt it okay all right so then let's make some like actual predictions here those all seem pretty likely outside of the shadow but i don't i don't think that's likely i think it could happen but um let's start with you dakota is there anything in particular that you're uh you're you're predicting you know like Blake said, hoping for, um, that's fine too. We won't get to the hot takes quite yet, but anything um, that you're just hoping for? Something good. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, hope, I'll hope for a good RPG from them. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that would be nice. I think we'll get that, the playground. What about Fable? Actually, Dakota? I hope for maybe a not so good RPG because I don't want to buy an Xbox. Wow. Mm, but you don't I have to anymore. They have the Windows Store. The All their exclusives go to Windows. I, do, I hope for a good RPG game, but also it, it's like a bittersweet thing because I don't have an Xbox. And I feel like the, I just like playing games on consoles. Okay. Blake, what are you thinking? I would like to see, and I know this is an actual prediction question, but I would like to see a Ninja Theory teaser trailer for a new item or maybe a sequel to Hellblade, something of that nature. 
Good just, call. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting they purchased Ninja Theory. I don't need anything substantial like a gameplay trailer yet, even though podcast I went off about gameplay trailers. But yeah. like just just teasing a new like, okay, we're working on this with this studio that I would be very excited. I'm kind of hoping it's not Hellblade. I feel like that wrapped itself up so nicely. I don't I want like, Hellblade too. Yeah, but it sounds like the way that the title is structured, Hellblade colon sinuous sacrifice, sounds like there's going to be other stories in like a Hellblade universe one day. I, I also hope that's not true, but you know, something of that nature. I think that like that an anthology good. series might not be the worst idea. Yeah, yeah precisely. Okay, Marcus, what are you thinking? Uh, I hope we'll see something about Shenmue Three. Do you think that would be at Microsoft's press conference? Yeah. Where else would it be? Yeah. Good. Good question. I don't know. Um, I yeah. I along those same lines, Marcos. I'm really hoping for the Harry Potter to be showcased. <laughs> I get that. Um, yeah. I've been waiting for this a long time. Schreier has basically hinted that if we're going to get it, it would be at Microsoft's conference. Um, I I I don't know of a different time that we'll we'll see this. Just like you said. Um. So yeah, bring me Harry Potter, man. I just, I Blake, you're a Harry Potter guy. What would you pick up? Is like a Harry Potter video game an auto pickup for you? With the exception of Lego Harry Potter, absolutely. Damn, okay. dude, Lego games are great. I I am not interested in Lego games personally. I recognize they're fun, but they're just not my type of game. Yeah, it's but not the, really my type of thing either. I've played you, a couple of them. But, if you want to say like the like like if it's a full fleshed out like triple A sort of game. I, I of course boom i'm in yeah all right um so give us harry potter i i want that so badly that's like probably the number one out of out of the c3 like give me harry potter give me death um marcos anything else dakota blake do you guys have any other like things you're really hoping to see killer instinct 2 is like a big one. Oh yes killer instinct 2 i think that's almost on the probable side i bet the next box launches with Killer Instinct. Oh, that would make me so happy. I love Killer Instinct. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on board there. Dakota, anything else for you? Probably not. I'm just, I've never been a huge Microsoft fan. Well, okay, let me, let me put it this way. If they really emphasize all of their various console exclusives moving to Windows, is that something that interests you then, now that you have access to them? I would say yes, but a lot of their conflict console exclusives don't interest me though they don't have a well they just don't have a ton and whatever they do have they just drop they drop it down the sink like a like a like a wedding band (laughs) (laughs) that has that has been the case i i think i'm more optimistic about about microsoft here um blake what are you thinking anything else that you'd like to see from them same with uh, Dakota here. I I've never been an Xbox guy. Uh, I've never. But been what really... can they do to change your mind? So, like, if we're talking about n- just outside of brand loyalty, can we, what are the um, things that could, you know, bring bring you over to them to uh, to buy something from them? I'm going to use that question to segue us into the expected grade for this conference. Which wait, is... no, we haven't done hot takes yet. Oh, okay, never mind. Then <laughs> and ask me this in, in five minutes. Okay, I... okay. What they can do is how I'm going to grade this. Okay. All right. Fair enough. There's a couple other things that we can expect. Uh, one, this is something we talked about on the podcast a long time ago. I think I, I'm confused as to whether or not we actually did this, but it was basically confirmed a couple weeks ago that uh, actually this week that we'd be getting a George R.R. R. Martin uh, from software crossover and that it would be shown at Microsoft's press conference. So like that, 
if Harry Potter is the one thing that I really care about, that is easily number two. Um, give me that whatever that game is, give it to me. There's some rumors that it has something to do with like Nordic fantasy. Uh, fall, uh, right off the heels of God of War, good luck. But uh, if anybody can do it, from software can. So, uh, Blake, th- would that excite you at all? It's like two opposing things for you. You love Martin, don't really love From Software. Is there anything they could do there to to get you to pick it up? Oh, um, I'm going to disagree with the premise of the question. You're absolutely okay, right with everything you just assumed, but the difference <laughs> is I respect the From Software developers, even though I hate their games. Like it's it's not that I hate them because they're bad. It's I hate them because they're not my kind of games. Right. Um, but but if you plug in the world lore consultation of GRRM and um, and you and you take Martin's worldview and apply it to the quality of game making that from is capable of dude i i might consider pre-ordering that i just need to see a trailer or two first okay so yeah lots of excitement there i i I think that we we can probably all agree that would be one of those announcements that kind of shakes the earth a little bit uh i'll i'll do one more this isn't i'm not necessarily well i'll save this for a hot take let's get into hot takes marcos is there anything like totally absurd that you see happening during Microsoft's press conference. Well, they're buying Sega. <laughs> Two they years in a row, maybe this will be. Sega. It's going to happen. Well, if any well, well, other company is going to be bought out by Microsoft, it's going to be Sega. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Dakota, what is your hot take? Um, You know what? My hot take, I don't think it's realistic by any means. But if Microsoft somehow made a game with 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 my boy Del Toro, I I I would instantly buy a console. So Guillermo, so I like so I, Sony. Yeah, because sort <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, that's why well, I that's said it wouldn't random. be likely. I'm just saying. Yeah. If Microsoft somehow got their hands on my boy, you would be in for it. Oh, one hundred. Doesn't matter what it is. Well, the interesting thing is, is that Guillermo Del Toro apparently, outside of having a character in Death Stranding, didn't have much to do with the game, so. That's why I I have trouble associating him with it because it doesn't feel like he's had much to do with it, other than maybe he said, "Hey, what's up, Kojima?" Which he normally does. Left. I don't think that's correct, unless you read something recent. I've I, been following this like a hawk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's just an actor. <laughs> uh, he's ju- he just has a character in the game. I'm pretty sure he doesn't like outside of maybe consultation. It's not like when he was working with uh, Kojima on PT. Um, I'm I'm not positive. We should we should fact check that. But I'm I will. I'm and don't worry about it for now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if, so, if I'm just saying, if he some gets gets in on a game, doesn't matter what I would. I'm 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 down to clown. Yes, anything Guillermo del Toro. Um, yeah. Blake. Um, there's one thing that I think is maybe possible, and there's one thing that I just want to say. Uh, the first one is. Microsoft has been doing a lot for um, disabled gamers, and I would really like to see like a, a dedicated segment of their presentation to kind of showcase off some of that hardware. Um, their their whole push towards diversity in the last couple of years has really been appealing to me, even though I am not an Xbox owner. Um, I really am glad that they're kind of spearheading a lot of that stuff. So if if they really dedicated a segment during that presentation, uh, that would be awesome. That's that, But the reason I say that's in the hot take category is I don't think they're going to do that. I think they kind of spend a lot of their wheels 
outside of E3 doing that. Um, okay. Nor do I think that there's enough of a, um, at least a perceived uh, E3 market for that sort of segment. But okay. I'll, I'll go with like the more comedic one as well, just to even it out. Um, it. Microsoft goes ahead and publishes Subverse, the game we talked about last time. Oh, God. <laughs> now that it's kickstarted, they they decide to fund it and publish it themselves as an the Xbox. Microsoft porn game. Next Which, gen exclusive. Oh it wouldn't be that yeah. weird. I, here's why it's not that weird. Because That's Sony enough. is putting up all kinds of walls to make sure those types of games are not on their console. Yep. It would not be the weirdest thing. Although I don't think Microsoft would be public about it. <laughs> that's not something that's super easy to show in a live setting, is it? No. Uh, no. So um, pro- <laughs> probably not going to happen for E3, but still. I like where your head's at. Oh, um, dream. Yes. Oh, dude. Okay, so no love for Banjo 3E. So I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Yeah, I, I just, I, I see them doing that i don't i think it's just time they've probably been holding off they know it would sell consoles uh might as well just go ahead and do it i think fables on the way um and then we've already heard that compulsion is doing something so we'll get something from them i i think there's a good chance we get five big announcements from microsoft and maybe i'm optimistic here but i think i think there's a good chance we get something from rare we get something from compulsion we get something from playground so there's three right there. If you count the from software announcement that has pretty much already leaked, that's four. So then you're just looking at one additional big announcement, and that could be the console. Um, I think I think if we're talking about you know we we talked about the PlayStation Five already. Uh, if you show off a brand new console during E3, that's going to explode. Like people will uh, be talking about that for a long time. So my last hot take is that we get a Bioshock game at e3 uh many people don't remember this but bioshock the original bioshock was an xbox exclusive for like two years um or at least a a large amount of time so it's now on everything but yeah it was an xbox exclusive how is an xbox exclusive but playstation all-stars got it in their game yeah i don't know that's a good i would love to to hear the roundabout way things things got to that point but um yeah, it was an Xbox exclusive for a while. Same with Mass Effect, which people don't think about too often now. Uh, so that's it for me. Um, do you guys have anything left that you, that you had yeah. up your sleeve? Banjo 3, next box exclusive. Hey, wait, next box Not- special edition. Okay, ne- special edition. Oh, Marcos? Yeah. Wow. Explosion Man. Okay. What? Uh yeah, I, I would be up for Explosion Man. man uh, they all don't they also have the Ninja Game the series? Gem, I know, like Ninja Game Black was on their console. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they still own that IP or like how where that is because I know uh, the guy who originally I made the Ninja, Ninja Game games cool. is now oh, doing yeah. other stuff. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, it's part of a Koi Tecmo, and okay. uh, the character comes um, out. So, yeah, could, it could be something from there. I still am hoping for a so, Splinter Cell yeah, game, the, which the probably would have been Ubisoft, but it has a history with Microsoft as well. So, just crossing my fingers. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Battletoads. We'll probably see something yeah. from Battletoads, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they announced it. So, uh, maybe Viva Pinata. Oh, it, it's always screen, possible they do something right? outside of Rare. A lot of people have theorized that. Ukulele 2 could be announced. Um, but that... 
Yeah, and that would not be at Microsoft's press conference, but it does that. seem like Microsoft has been people. kind of cordial about that whole thing. And there's a good chance they just don't do a banjo game. Like, there's a good chance. I know that that exists, um, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that we get something. I think we'll get something from Rare. Rare is like one of the biggest developers out right now, and there's no way that every single person in Rare was working on Sea of Thieves. I cannot believe that. That game was was good, has done a lot of good for itself, but it it's not like expansive enough for me to believe that that many people were working on that game. So look for something from Rare. Uh, okay, let's get on to expected grades. Blake, you said to return to you in five minutes. All right. I'm doing that now. I'm going to go ahead and just assume that Microsoft is going to come out swinging and I'm going to expect, despite my everything, I'm going to throw an A out here. Wow. Wow. I didn't I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't think you would. The reason yeah. for that is I think that they have acquired so many studios, they have started to recognize why they fell behind. And one of the biggest reasons is lack of successful IPs. Um, yeah. And so now that they've acquired so many respectable studios, if they can come out of the gate with just all of these exciting games, um, they don't even need to drop an Xbox 5 or whatever the next Xbox is, as far as I'm concerned. Um Whatever the hell comes next after the one X, the Xbox Five? I don't the know. X five. <laughs> that shows you how much I care about them. I can't even remember what number it's on. But, it's um, four. It would be four technically. Okay, yeah. who cares? That's Xbox. But <laughs> um, but in general, they if they nail the software, a okay. Boom. All right. I, I apologize, all uh, Xbox fans, all of no. our listeners. No, just send me the hate um, at Ludo Narrative FM on Twitter. Uh, Dakota, what is your expected grade here? I'll, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the L and I'll say a D. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> a D for damn bad. Uh, what? I'll give it an A. Yeah. I'm expecting good things. Uh, I'll, I'll be, God, I, I, I see the potential for A. I also see the potential for, like a C. I think they could disappoint. I think they could go out there, talk for 60 minutes about their new console and not drop a lot of software stuff. And that would be disappointing. I would be very, very upset. I could see that being like a, a high D or, or C even. Um, but I think they have so much potential for an A. And without with Sony not being there, I think Microsoft yep. is just going to put their foot down on the pedal and say, let's let's just blow E3 out of the water this year. There's no reason not to. They, they don't have... They don't have a reason not to. They have these studios. All of them are working internally. So it's not going to be like a, a, a platinum issue with the uh, uh, Dragon. Uh, what was it? Scalebound. Um, oh, God. Like they, they won't have to worry about that kind of thing. They that came they can, so good. It did. Yeah. And, and you can <laughs> at this point, Microsoft can say, we, we own these studios. We know they're going to be working on things that we want them to work on. It's it's going to go fine as long as we're monitoring it. I think they just announce everything that they have. Uh, all of the ammo is out. And they'll say, you know, there'll be a couple games where we don't get footage. Like Blake said, I think it would be foolish of us to believe that Ninja Theory will put out some gameplay trailer this quickly. Um, but I, I just, I really do think they they put the uh, their foot on the pedal. I'll go B plus because I think there's potential for less than, but... If I'm a betting man, I say it's either an A or like a D. It's either going to be good or not good. <laughs> it's either going to suck or it won't. Right. Oh, I don't think it's going to be in between. I, I just don't think they have a lot of middle ground. Okay. They're, they either go out or and, and do the thing or they don't. 
right? That's that's where I'm at. So, um, we'll we'll, we'll see. What'd you say, Dakota? Do the thing. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm crossing my fingers that they do the thing. So, we'll see. I want Halo Infinite too. Like they could show off Halo Infinite footage. It, yeah, and gears they they have gears. They'll have uh they have they have a rare announcement. You know presuming that that they'll have something with rare maybe they won't that i'm if if you on that they'll have ninja theory they'll have compulsion they have this from software game they have every third party like will call of duty present with xbox i don't know I'll, without sony there it's hard to tell um if we were going to get anything from bungie it would probably be there which would also be <gasps> weird hot take hot take what if sony pulling out of e3 is all just a farce and they're actually going to present with Microsoft at the same time. It's a crackpot theory. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, get, I'll grab the tinfoil. I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> I, I do think there's still a chance that Sony announces they do a state of play like a week after E3. So they get the last word. But I, so I, 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 I am on board with that tinfoil hat theory that they'll wait to announce the price after they hear Microsoft's. <laughs> I really think that's, that's how it'll go. But I don't think we get, I don't think we get a price for next box. Yet. I don't think we do. So really? Okay. That'll that'll wrap up our, our predictions. Um we'll we'll come back to this. Microsoft is a big, big question mark, as is Bethesda and EA. I think the next three, which are Ubisoft, Square Enix, and Nintendo, are a lot easier to predict. That'll be a lot easier for us to predict. Um a lot of question marks in regards to what we're gonna get from these three. So okay, let's play a little game before we head out here. I'm I'm tired. I know you guys probably are too, but we've, we've got to play Timeline uh, from our Midnight Tier member, Drath Josh. Here are the rules, in case you've forgotten. I will give you the name of a handful of consoles or games. The three of you will attempt to put these games or consoles in the correct order of release. Today, we're doing games. If you get it right, you'll earn a point. If you get it wrong, I, the host, earn a point. So you guys will, will work together. Uh, to make this week a little easier, you are allowed to toss out one game from the list. So I'm going to list five games. You'll say you can toss out one of them um, if you're not sure where it fits in the timeline. Uh, just let me know beforehand. Okay. So here are the five games that we have. Now, I want to make a note. All of these games were released in separate years. So I'm not pulling your leg like there were no games that were released like one day back to back. It's nothing like that. All of these were released in separate years. They were all previous gen. So, not this generation of games, the last gen. The first game, Wii Sports. The second game, The Last of Us. The third game, Portal 2. The fourth game, Minecraft. The last game, Bioshock. So, put those games in order. I'll give you guys a little time to talk this out. Uh, Work as a team. Let me know if you need to repeat anything. Um, First easy one is Minecraft must be 2009 because it just hit its two-year anniversary. Ten year, yeah. Um, last Last of Us, I want. I feel like Last of Us is on the end of all of all that stuff. Isn't Last of Us twenty eleven? Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that stuff all came before Last of Us. Wii Sports was a launch title with the Wii, which is two thousand six. Did, Last did of Sports us? launch with it? Yes. Wii Sports. What are we talking? Wii Sports launched with the Wii. Okay, yeah. so it is two thousand six. You said. Yes. Um, I have no idea about portals. Dakota, do you know? Uh, d- is it the original Portal or Portal, portal 2? Portal 2. Portal 2. Uh, sh- no idea. Mm. A reminder that you can throw one of the games out. 
Oh, yeah, okay. but we got we got. I want to figure out. I feel like we should try to get everything as close as possible, and then whichever one we can't just figure out, we'll decide to toss that last. Mm, okay, so if what about Bioshock? That that one, I literally, I have no idea. Bioshock was two. I, I for some reason I want to say two thousand eight. I don't know why. Interesting. Okay. Um, Marcos, do you know? I don't know about Bioshock. I'm guessing like. Yeah, 2008 sounds right. I What'd don't, you I say? don't know for sure. Bioshock right. was. Well, if Bioshock was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, I don't what know. You're in high school, were you, Dakota? I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to high school until after 2010. Uh, so. so before 2010, which doesn't help. Uh, I would say it's definitely after Wii Sports. Okay. I kind of think that too. Um, so do you want to go with Wii Sports as the youngest, Last of Us as the oldest here? I think... No, I thought, I, we, I, we, th I thought we decided... All the way around, I'm Wii sorry. I said that backwards. Wii Sports came out the longest ago. Last of Us came out the most recently. Of this list, right? We have Wii Sports, Last of Us, Portal 2, Minecraft, Bioshock. I'm going to give you guys about another minute. Okay. Quickly. I thought we decided that, okay, Wii Sports was definitely came out with the Wii, and the Wii launched. I said 06. Yeah, 2006 okay. launch. And that's, that's the oldest well, one. What are we putting said. after Wii Sports? Oh, either Portal uh, 2 or Bioshock. Or no, Minecraft. What about that one? Minecraft, you said, was 2009. Yeah, there's yeah. a three-year gap. Did Bioshock so, come in between those? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I feel 2008 is right, so I'm saying Bioshock before Minecraft. Okay, so Wii Sports, Bioshock, Minecraft. Then we have... I don't know where Portal, Portal 2, 2 fits then Last in. of Us? I don't know where Portal 2 is, but I would be... I think it would be safe to cut Portal 2 and put Last of Us as the... All right, so we or can, we could cut Bioshock or Minecraft. No, we could cut Bioshock. Do we cut Portal well, 2 uh, or Bi Bioshock? Do we have... Let's cut... Here? No, let's cut Portal let's 2. Cut, Portal yeah, 2? Cut Portal 2. All right, I, I agree. Cut. All right, I need a final answer from the okay. panel. So based on my notes here, we have, and tell me if you guys agree, Wii Sports is the oldest, followed by Bioshock, followed by Minecraft, followed by The Last of Us, if we throw out Portal 2. I'll rock with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Final answer. That is correct. What? For the second week in a row, the panel has worked through for a correct answer, tying it up all, all over again at twos. Was so, I right about Bioshock? You guys need to work on your trivia, but so far you are rocking timeline. Uh, so the correct the correct timeline here is Wii Sports came out in 2006, Bioshock came out in 2007. Uh, that was close. close. Minecraft came out in 2009. Portal came out. Portal Two came out in 2011. So good thing you threw that out. And The Last of Us came out in 2013. So, um, Dang. yep. So I tried to I tried to make this kind of easy because I remember I, I figured you'd be able to uh, deduce that Wii Sports came out with the Wii. And then obviously The Last of Us was a cross-gen game. It came out for both consoles. So mm -hmm. um, that was that was last. Everything in between is a little more difficult, but I knew I meant I made sure to mention Minecraft having its 10-year anniversary <laughs> in case you guys I know you don't follow it as closely as I do. So um yeah, good job. Uh scores all tied up at two. Uh thanks everybody for listening. Let's go ahead and tell everybody where they can find us, anything we're working on. We'll start with you, Marcos. Um, Twinkie Five Thirty Seven at Twitter. I'm Marcos. Come on up, cute one. Um, asses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today, right, Blake? I should. I should that? have that live later tonight. Yeah. 
Cool. So we have our, our 20 best butts in video games article coming also out today. Uh, Dakota, what about you? Oh, yeah, and Poyo Poyo. <laughs> I just recently deleted my Twitter, so I'm off the social media sphere forever. No, you did. Did you? Really? What? That's a jibby. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, you go. can find me at Spygina on Twitter. Singing it just as she died as she uh, she was born, singing into the universe. Blake. I think screaming. <laughs> did I sing mine or do I just say it? So well, you got it. We all have a thing. Okay. Um, you can, you can find me on... Sing it. What? <laughs> yes, Blake, please sing it. Okay, I'm not going to do it. Um, reverse <laughs> psychology. It. Do it screamo. Uh, t- certainly not. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at LudoNarrativeFM. You can find me on Twitch at LudoFM. Most recent article I wrote since our last recording was Why You Shouldn't Play Vampire, the game by Don't Nod. Um, Focus Home Interactive published it. And uh, I have a couple things coming up the pipeline, including uh, I'm going to have Marcos's 20 Best Butts article later, live later today. Uh, we've got the Division 2 article coming soon. We've got something on observation, a bunch of stuff for epilogue.com or epiloggaming.com. I always say epilogue.com when I'm on we the We should podcast. just shorten it to epilogue.com. Epilogue.gaming.com. Check it if you want to read some cool stuff. Uh, you can find me at Benjamin10 on twitch.tv i've been streaming kingdom hearts 3 and Ooh, yeah I, no it's great i'm i'm loving every second of it i just got through the mm, toy sure you bit. are it's okay ben. I, I don't know I'm what sure. that's supposed don't to have be yeah, that an insinuation? <laughs> listen i i call it like i see it with kingdom hearts i gave kingdom hearts my, when i first reviewed kingdom hearts i gave it a five out of ten so i Whoa. listen i i call them like i see them and kingdom hearts 3 is a good game so far uh okay. I... <laughs> Marcos is doing you. over there. <laughs> um Yeah, I think that's about it. Benjamin plays on Twitter if you wanna wanna follow me along. I've been trying to tweet out more stuff in regards to Twitch life and um in EG over there, so throw me a follow. Um but yeah, that's it. Oh, go check out Dakota's spoiler cast. It's now on iTunes, the SS spoiler cast. Go give it a download, rate it five stars. Um, it's amazing. Her first episode was on Nier Automata. Oh God, Blake, don't. And <laughs> Automata. Auto Tomato. Uh, auto Tomato. The, the whole two hours of the podcast is explaining uh, how to say Nier Auto Tomato. That's not true. Uh, it is. Of no, course it's not. completely true. <laughs> so go check that out. But other than that, thanks everybody for listening. For Blake, Marcos, and Dakota, I am Ben Vollmer. We will see you guys in two weeks for more E3 talk. See you then.